Hey, I want to encourage you to tune in to today's broadcast where we're going to talk about the key to releasing the flow of blessing in your life through generosity on stopping stinginess and enemy to your prosperity. Welcome to Wisdom for Living with Greg Moore. Join with Greg as he shares truth from the Word of God that will help you grow in wisdom and successfully navigate a balanced life with family, marriage, finances, and relationships. And now, here's Greg. Hey, welcome today to another broadcast of Wisdom for Living, where our goal is to help you uh, grow in wisdom, maturity, and grace. And we've been talking about the enemies of prosperity. Uh, you know, I've experienced years of ministry and seeing people see the verses that say uh, God wants us to prosper. Uh, he desires His servants and His sons to prosper. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. But then uh, very few people really walk in that in a consistent way. And so what I've discovered is there are several enemies that stand in the way of uh, our prosperity. And if we'll drive the enemies out of our land, uh, we will walk in the prosperity that God has for us. So uh, I want to tell you a funny uh, before I get into the lesson today. So this is called the Indian Chief's Weather Forecast. It was autumn and the Indians on the remote reservation asked their new chief if the winter was going to be cold or mild. Since he was an Indian chief in a modern society, he had never been taught the old secrets. When he looked at the sky, he couldn't tell what the weather was going to be. Nevertheless, to be on the safe side, he replied to his tribe that the winter was indeed going to be cold and that the members of the, of the village should collect firewood to be prepared. Also, being a practical leader, after several days, he got an idea, and he went to the phone booth, called the National Weather Service, and asked, is the coming winter going to be cold? It looks like this winter is going to be quite cold indeed, the meteorologist, meteorologist uh, at the Weather Service responded. So the chief went back to, the, to his people and told them to collect even more wood in order to be prepared. A week later, he called the National Weather Service. Again, he said, is it going to be a very cold winter? Yes, the man at the National Weather Service again replied, it's definitely going to be a very cold winter. The chief again went back to his people and ordered them to collect every scrap of wood that they could find. Two weeks later, he called the National Weather Service again. Are you absolutely sure that the winter is going to be very cold? Absolutely, the man replied. It's going to be one of the coldest winters ever. How can you be so sure? The chief asked him. The weatherman replied, because the Indians are collecting firewood like crazy. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that is funny. And so, you know, we've been sharing uh, the last several broadcasts about the enemies of prosperity. Uh, listen, just in, in some of our lives, you know, we don't have these enemies. 
Uh, some of these live in some of these areas, we've already you've already driven them out of your life. You've already got revelation from the word, and so this may just be confirmation for you. Uh, for others of you, uh, there's uh, specific areas. It could just be one or two enemies of these uh, of these enemies to prosperity that are keeping you from the fullness of God's blessing in your life. You know, Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy in John 10, 10. But I'm come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And so, you know, we've talked about the, the enemy of ignorance of the purpose of prosperity, the purpose of prosperity being I'm blessed to be a blessing, uh, to have enough and extra, and um, that, I, that I have bre both bread and seed. Then there's the enemy of a poverty spirit or a poverty mentality. It's seeing life through the glasses of there's not going to be enough for me. It's not going to be enough uh, food or enough jobs or enough uh, job opportunities or housing or whatever. I, I remember one time when we God opened the door for us to pastor our second church. And it, it was a, a boom time. Uh, it was a, in the oil business and it was a small community. Uh, we were moving to a small community and, uh, the, uh, and, and it was an oil, a lot of oil fields and gas uh, wells and things like that. And so the, there, was, there was just literally uh, no housing available. And when God spoke to us to go there, the elders were calling us and saying, look, we just, we just can't find a house for you. I said, look, if God called us there, there'll be a house for us. And, and sure enough, we found a house. And so, but we, but we, had, this, we had this mindset that, you know what? Uh, if God calls us to a place, there's going to be provision. And, and, and someone I'm talking to right now, uh, you you don't your either your credit score is not high enough, or something has happened in your past in financing, and you want a uh, you want a, you you need a, a loan for you need a mortgage to buy to buy a home. You've been renting and you want to buy a home, and and you've been turned down before. I just want to encourage you. You need to approach this situation from a place of surplus. God's going to make a way for you. You have favor. You need to go to that mortgage company and just like, like you're shopping that mortgage company and you're not dependent upon them. They're not the only mortgage company who can help you. God's, if you, you, you need to uh, try that again. You need to apply again. God is going to open a door for you and I, I want to hear back from you. Just, just go to our website and, and, uh, just email info at gregmore.com. I want to hear the testimony because I know God's speaking to someone uh, because you've driven this enemy of the a poverty mentality out of your life. Praise God. Then the enemy of blindness about God's care for us. Uh, the enemy of fear. And then the enemy of covetousness. And then we talked in the last broadcast about impulsiveness. And man, what a... Uh, what a powerful truth uh, to know that God, look, God's going to lead us uh, if we follow Him. He's, gonna, he, he's going to uh, lead us in the prosperity that He promised us. 
but it, it causes us, in order for us to receive it, it requires us to be uh, walking in relationship with Him, listening to Him, following Him, being sensitive to His voice, not coveting what other people have, not following the whims of our flesh, not you know, just uh, allowing ourselves to be pressured into making financial decisions. Pressure is never from the Lord. Man, uh, Jesus' brothers tried to pressure Him in John 7 to go to the feast before the time and you know they tried to pressure him to go to uh, to Lazarus before God uh, led him to go he waited he waited until he had release from the father uh, listen if you'll wait on God you'll never regret it you wait on him he's got a good deal for you he, he's got open doors for you uh, he's got abundance for you. Uh, today I want to talk about this enemy I call stinginess. Proverbs 11.24 says, There is one who scatters, yet increases more, and there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. Well, you know, you've probably met him. Maybe you've even been him at one time. You know who I'm talking about? Mr. Scrooge. Uh, tightwad, uh, you know, Mr. Greedy Gut, uh, you know, stingy, mingy, greedy gut. You know, he, he's the person who makes you beg for every dollar and makes you feel guilty about spending it afterwards. He still owns the first dollar he ever made. Uh, rather, really, it owns him. And, you know, this person may have money but really, they're ruled by the spirit of poverty or a poverty mentality. That's a fear that there's not going to be enough. Proverbs 13.7 says, There is one who makes himself rich, yet has nothing. So riches are, are, are never intended to stop with just you. We're, in, we're not intended to become a dead sea. And you know what I mean by that? We're, we're God's blessings come to us, but, but we, we become a closed-off channel. We don't allow a, a closed-off uh, sea, and, and it doesn't go out from us and flow out to others. Uh, we, we weren't intended to be a dead sea. We were intended to, God's blessings were intended to flow to us so they could flow through us. Proverbs 11.26 says, "...the people will curse him who withhold grain." And God intends that His blessings to us also be used to bless others, not just ourselves. That's real prosperity. Now, stinginess and selfishness is how blessing turns into a curse. And it's just not, that's not God's will for us to just be thinking about ourselves and maybe then just tipping God every once in a while, you know, if it's just, you know, if we can get, by with it. Listen, everything we have, the Lord gave us. Everything He blessed you with, it came from Him. And we don't need to be stingy with that. We need to be generous. And I've just made a decision. I, I don't care what lack the enemy throws my way. I already know I'm going to turn it into a blessing because I'm going to find a way to give. I've got, I'm going to find something 
I can give. Uh, years ago, uh, I was sitting on the front row with a lot of big time uh, ministers, you know, who were on television and all kinds of things. And, and uh, the Lord told me, I want you to uh, give in this offering and I, I just want you to take the money that you have. And all I had was a $5 bill. And I was a really ashamed to give that because these guys were giving big checks and everything. All I had was a $5 bill. And the Lord said, don't ever be ashamed about what I've given you. And you do with what I tell you to do with it. I've had him tell me before, you know, uh, I was in a consulting business and, and, and the Lord said, this, this offering, this, this uh, uh, you know, uh, money that's going to come in from this business deal, uh, this, this uh, consulting fee, it belongs to this particular ministry. And so I, you know, I was, uh, I, I thought, well, that's fine. I didn't think I'd get the, I didn't think I would get it. And, but sure enough, uh, it came through. I mean, I, I, was, I was ushered right in to talk to the president of the company. We got the deal and uh, the money came in. It was over $4,000, close to $5,000. And my family could have used that, but God already spoke to me. I want this to go to that ministry. So we gave that to that ministry and that ended up being one of the greatest blessings for that ministry. They were believing God to go to the, uh, largest church in the world in South Korea at that time. And, um, and then we connected with them and they were a blessing in our church uh, because we, we just decided, I just, we just decided, Lord, whatever you tell me to do with it, uh, we'll do that with it. I've had him give, give me, I've had the Lord give me large offerings before and said, this is for your family and for a vacation for your family. I don't want you to give this. This is bread for your family. And so he'll give us bread and he'll give us seed. Now look, what's going to happen uh, to bread if you plant it in the ground? It's just going to, you know, it's just, it's just going to uh, deteriorate. Uh, what, what's going to happen if you have seed that you could sow in the ground and yet you eat it? It's not, seed is not going to fill you up. Uh, so, we need to develop this relationship with the Lord. He said He would give us bread. He would give us both bread to eat, to meet our needs, and seed to sow with. Well, how are you going to determine what part of the revenue that comes into you is bread and what part is seed? You have to go inside your relationship with the Lord. And you say, all right, God, you know, if money comes in now, now typically I'm going to, you know, unless it's, some uh, designated gift to me for a reason. I'm gonna, we're gonna give uh, 10% off the top and then we're gonna save m- money with it, but then we're gonna pay our bills. But what, what, if it was a large uh, gift, then what, what, what do I do with it? Part of it's to meet your needs and part of it is, is to sow with. And God, what do you wanna do with it? How, how, do, you want, how do you want me to, to steward what you've given me? God so loved the world that He gave. And, and he, that word give there, that God so loved is agape. God so loved the world that He gave. He unconditionally loved us in such a way that He gave His Son. And you and I, as He is, 
so are we in this in this world. We're by nature, we're givers. We're givers. We, we weren't created to hoard it because we fear. Again, if you hold on to to money and you're, it's that's not your shield from lack. That will actually open the door to lack. In in second, uh, in in First Samuel, in in chapter twenty five is a story of Nabal, and uh, Nabal was Scrooge's great 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 grandfather, and I'm teasing. That's just. But he, but he had the same kind of spirit. And Nabal was very rich, the Bible said. He was so rich that if he gave, if he, if he, if he gave something you know, that most would consider a lavish gift, he would never have missed it. And David and his men had been uh, running from Saul and they came to Nabal's uh, property and they were actually protecting Nabal and his men uh, from you know, from enemies, from, from uh, wild animals, all kinds of things. And then David sent uh, for, you know, with his men to just look, could, could you give us some sustenance, some food, and so on. And, and Nabal refused David's request. And he actually accused David of betrayal of Saul. So it's quite common for stingy and selfish people to attempt to spiritually justify their failure to give and to bless others. And Nabal's name and identity meant infidel. And it, it's a foolish, or that means unbeliever. It's a foolish and unbelieving thing to be stingy and hold a tight grip on, on your money and your possessions. And his tightness of soul in verse 37 and 38 it says, and so it was in the morning when the wine had gone from Nabal and his wife had told him these things. See, Nabal's wife, Abigail, had heard about the fact that Nabal had, had uh, refused to help David and David was about to come and, and uh, destroy uh, Nabal and all of his men. And Abigail came and, uh, in Nabal's place and asked forgiveness and gave, gave them food and also spoke over David that he was a uh, that that God had ordained him to be king, and so he 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 uh, uh, resisted the temptation to to destroy Nabal. And so when Nabal had heard that his wife had done that, his heart died within him, and he became like a stone. And what happened was, in Nabal's Nabal had a heart attack. Uh, it, it physically, that was a picture of what was going on with him spiritually. And man, the result of stinginess and selfishness is never good. His tightness of soul, his stinginess and selfishness with his possessions affected him physically and resulted in his death. You know, it takes the Lord to show us what to do with our money. Even when we have money, you know, how do we invest it? What do we do with it? And I just want to encourage you. Uh, it's never uh, wrong to be generous. It's never wrong to keep a, an open heart. We want to keep our hearts open. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 24 says, Let no one seek his own, but each one 
the other's well-being. And, and Philippians 2.4 says, let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. We truly are our brother's keeper, focusing on ourselves and our needs, and it's going to stop the flow of, of blessing in your life. Listen, I just want to encourage you, if you're born again, you've got the nature of God on the inside of you. you you're, not, you're not a selfish person. Now, you may have been yielding to your flesh and holding on to it out of fear, but I just encourage you, you overcome sting, this enemy of stinginess with generosity. That's how you overcome it. I mean, my secretary in my church knew anytime my, my she was also over our finances, anytime that we had a financial downturn, I would have her pull out the checkbook. We're going to give to another ministry. We're going to give to another church. Whenever we were building a building, we gave to other churches that were giving, that were building buildings. Uh, Proverbs 11.25 says, The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will be watered himself. Psalms 112 verse 9, He is dispersed abroad. He is given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever, and his horn will be exalted with honor. Generous people are blessed and influential people. They're eternity-minded. They're anointed, and they're respected people. And men and women of faith are generous people. You think about Abraham. He's an excellent example of a man of faith who had a generous spirit. He was a giver, not a taker. In Genesis 13, a lot, uh, you know, I mean, Abraham gave Lot the choice of the best land. And Abraham placed his relationship with Lot over his own personal gain. He allowed Lot to choose the best land. And one of the best ways to defeat selfishness and stinginess in your life is to choose relationships over financial gain. Man, I know there's people that have tried to take advantage of me and, you know, my, my wife. And, you know, listen, if you'll just choose uh, to give that to them, if somebody's taken advantage of you, just instead of holding on to it, why don't you just give it? Now it's a seed that you've planted into their lives that'll go into your future and God will multiply it. Don't hold on to that. Don't let your heart become hard like Nabal. Man, it, that's, that's not a way to live. And Abraham let Lot make, make the choice. Lot chose for himself. Abraham chose the relationship over himself. And think about it, which one of the, which one of the two were blessed? Lot didn't end up so good. His lot wasn't so good. Uh, but Abraham was blessed. He, he was increased in riches and all kinds of wonderful blessings in his life. Listen, guys, the real key to generosity is giving yourself to the Lord first. You say, God, I belong to you and everything I have. And so, Lord, you, you just lead me in my giving. I'm going to choose to be like you because I am like you. You know, just ask Him to make you, make you a blessing. And I, there's so many people I know that are men and women of faith that are, are generous. Uh, I, you know, I think about 
Kenneth Hagan, who gave his offering to Oral Roberts to build when he was building a, a, a project that God had put in his heart. I think about uh, my good friend Paul Milligan, who, who started his business in order to provide jobs for people. Man, I've started several businesses, and it was never my thought about providing jobs for people. I think about my pastor, Bob Nichols, who has sown into so many ministers and pastors' lives, and myself included. He promoted me and sowed financially into my life. And then Andrew Womack, who has a give account uh, to give to the poor and give to widows and, and to minister to other ministers and, and on and on. Listen, uh, I don't know about you. I want to choose to be a generous person. God so loved the world that He gave. As He is, so are you. And so, so am I in this world. This is a major key to prosperity is generosity over stinginess. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in to Wisdom for Living. Today's teaching, Enemies of Prosperity, is available in a five-part CD or DVD album or on a USB flash drive containing both audio and 4K video. Also, today when you order Enemies of Prosperity in either CD, DVD, or USB, Pastor Greg will give you a free copy of his book, A Prosperous Soul. This powerful book contains biblical truths that will help you discover the key to a life of health and prosperity. Go to gregmore.com and get your free copy of A Prosperous Soul when you order Enemies of Prosperity today. Hey, I want to encourage you uh, today to go online to gregmore.com and, and just take the step to be a partner with our ministry. If you've received from uh, this uh, Wisdom for Living broadcast, I just encourage you uh, to sow toward that. We'll be keeping in communication with you. We'll be praying for you. Uh, we have free gifts uh, to give you. Hey, we'd love to connect with you as, as partners uh, to get this almost too good to be true news out to the world. Thanks for helping us. Thanks for partnering with us. If you've been blessed by today's teaching, we would like you to consider partnering with Greg Moore Ministries. Your partnership will help expand this broadcast around the world to give people the opportunity to grow in wisdom, Christ-likeness, and grace. Go to gregmore.com and become a partner today. On our website, you'll find Greg's latest book release, free teachings, as well as many other resources. You'll be able to access his blogs, quotes of wisdom, and funnies of the week. While there, please connect with us and let us know how you or a loved one has been blessed by this ministry. We'd love to hear from you. Remember, you can order resources or partner with our ministry at gregmore.com or by writing to us at P.O. Box 7702, Woodland Park, Colorado, 80863. We look forward to hearing from you today. Join us again tomorrow for more Wisdom for Living. God promised to prosper what we set our hand to, not what we sit on. Uh, we, we, he, he wants to bless us, but He expects us to do something to participate in the blessing. And uh, God supernaturally, for example, uh, He supernaturally provided manna for the children of Israel 
but they still had to go out every each day and gather it in. And so uh, understand that, that prosperity, though God has given it, it does, it does require faith on our, power, on our part to, uh, to cooperate with it. Uh, in, in Ephesians chapter four, God, it says that God uh, blesses us. He call, called us to work that we might have to give. That's tomorrow on Wisdom for Living.